Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is my co-host, <laughs> You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what's going on, sir? Oh, my, my parents are going to be so proud uh, that I've, I've been promoted uh, yeah. to uh, the co-host of my own podcast. Just from yesterday's show in case you're you, – you <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely check out yesterday's show. Listen, I'm doing great. I, I've been made a co-host of the show, which is fantastic. Uh, we finally got official word from the Cowboys on the worst-kept secret uh, in, in, in Cowboys football right now that they, they are, in fact – Returning to Oxnard uh, mm-hmm. for training camp this year, so they just announced that, which is exciting for all of us. Yeah, uh, so everyone's making plans, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's time to start looking ahead to training camp and start uh, previewing what's what's to come. Yeah, so we're going to preview uh, the quarterback's position for the Cowboys heading into training camp today. We're going to look at, obviously, Dak, and we'll talk about the three backups behind him. Uh, but before we do that, we just want to give out a, a little shout-out to our friend uh, at Cowboys Nation, a good friend of the show. Uh, check out one of his websites, Mug Shop. they got a great new mug if you're watching this on YouTube or on uh, WFAA. Nice little list. Yeah, like that's on the, the Landon McCool uh, section. This is on the running backs don't matter so, uh, selection. So this is actually uh, from Dave Hellman from DallasCowboys.com. Mm. This is one of his drawings. So, but yes, there is a Landon McCool section if you're interested in getting the, uh, unicorn, the unicorn on there. Believe absolutely, yeah, yeah, there please, go. please go get it. But definitely go check out the mug shop. Yes. Um, all right, Landon. Let's get into uh, the Cowboys quarterbacks. Obviously, we need to start with Dak. Uh, I've got several questions to ask you, and the very first one is. How concerned are you about Dak Prescott's injury limiting him long-term? Because I think we know what type of player he is at this point in his career. Does this ankle injury give you any pause or cause for concern going forward about Dak? I think the area where I'm concerned here is more the reaction to the injury than the injury itself, right? Like an overcompensation in the play calling to – uh, move away from a lot of the things that makes Dak great. The design and, runs, you're saying? Yeah, and and, and 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 all the things that get him on the move, and 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 you know he he's one of the best throwers of the football when on the move, uh, whether it's left or right. Uh, he's always been very good at that. So not not just the designed runs, but also the designed boots and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I understand a, a natural a natural kind of inclination to try to protect Dak, especially after seeing what we saw last year. Uh, and, and not wanting to kind of get him in a situation like that. But I think the best, the quickest way to get injured is to start playing football in a way that's unfamiliar to yourself, to your game. Okay. Um, so they need to kind of, and, and that's not necessarily fully applying to what we're talking about here, but I do think it's a mistake to try to overcompensate uh, for Dak's injury with the play calling and then potentially kind of taking away a lot of the things that make him special. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about the injury because Dak's telling us not to worry about the injury. Right. Uh, and and honestly, I don't know how much help worrying about the injury is going to do anything. So for me, I I would rather see Dak, you know, kind of ease his way back into things 
but ease his way back in with the idea that he's going on his way fully back to the where, where he was before, the same sort of game. I really don't want to see a ton of adjustments because of an unfortunate fluke injury that happened to him on the field last year. Yeah, I'm not necessarily worried about the the re-aggravation of the injury because that seems pretty unlikely, I would think, right? It's yeah, just, it's a fluky thing. It wasn't necessarily like a you know, it's not like a soft tissue injury that is reoccurring that you can't stop. You know, it's 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 fluky. It's just is he going to be a little bit more hesitant to take off if people blitz? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of one of those unanswerable questions until we get to, I guess, the regular season. Because even in training camp and preseason, I'm sure he's not going to do it. But it's psychological, uh, and whether yeah, it's, it's yeah. whether it's with psychological with Dak or with the uh, the play callers that are trying to t- take care of Dak, that's really the area that I worry about the most. All right, next question about Dak. Assuming that he's healthy and we see the same player that we saw in the first four weeks of last season. What's the ceiling for Dak? Do you think he is a Super Bowl winning caliber quarterback? Like, do you think he's one of those top five or six guys that you can win a championship with? I mean, I, I do. I mean, obviously, we're fans of the team, so we have some bias here. But I mean, I think that Dak is the kind of uh, uh, talent and leader that is the kind of person that could easily do it if, if surrounded by the right talent. And, you know, with football, it's about the ball breaking the right way, too. So um, I, I, you know, I think that the, the myth of like this, you know, prerequisite talent to get into the Super Bowl and, and and win as a quarterback is, you know, kind of not overblown, but but certainly like uh, 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 mythologized a lot. I think the Dak has what you know as much as many of the quarterbacks that have gone in there and had success at the Super Bowl, uh, and more so than a, a majority of them, I would say. So I think that he, I think he has, you know, what it takes to do this. Uh, it's 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 more going to be environmental factors, you know. The rest of the team schedule, like I said, luck is a huge part of it. it injury luck; mm-hmm. those are the elements that you kind of have to add in. I, I don't have any doubt that that he has the talent to do what it takes to win a Super Bowl. I mean, it's so hard because you need to have the right players around you. But at the same time, look at some of the other quarterbacks that have made the Super Bowl in recent years, right? I, as you were talking, I kind of just wrote down a list. Uh, Jared Goff, Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Foles, Eli Manning twice, Joe Flacco. <laughs> like he's Eli Manning won twice against t- Tom Brady. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So that's that's the thing. It's like obviously he's he's good enough to get you there to actually win it or to have the team be good enough to get you there. That's a different question. But in terms of his ability, yeah, I mean, I think worst case scenario is the top twelve quarterback in the league, right? And I think. At the worst. All, at the worst. And I think the top 12 quarterbacks can all get to the Super Bowl. Like, I think they're all good enough to get you there. I don't think that's a problem. So, if if Dak continues to progress, what do you think the ceiling is for him? Like, do you think he's an MVP candidate or do you think he's just below that? Is he a top three or four quarterback? What do you see for the ceiling here? I, you know, I think I view the tiers to me, and I, I, you know, a lot of us in, prefer to talk player rankings in tiers and I, because there's so much fluctuation year to year, I agree with that kind of sentiment. I think that there is a tier of, you know, (laughs) I think Nate Tice Tice would call it God level tier, right? Where it's, uh, it's Patrick Mahomes. It's, it's Aaron Rodgers when Aaron Aaron Rodgers is motivated. Um, So uh, I think that's, that's the tier. Like that's it. Uh, I think Dak's in that next tier, right? Where, uh, maybe not perennially in the MVP race, but I think that he has the the, the skill set that he could definitely take shots 
in several seasons, several of his best seasons as the best player in football. I, I think if if he has a good year, he has. He, I think he's certainly uh, talented enough and certainly has enough around him to be in the race for MVP. Uh, I, I, you know, that again, that doesn't always pan out because there's lots of other great players that have, mm-hmm. have that ability as well and have that access. But I, I think that Dak is definitely a guy that you could say would going into the season would be on a short list for MVP race, right? Yeah, I think he's in that tier of quarterbacks with, and again, these guys kind of all kind of vary depending on the week or the the month of the year, but like Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, those type of quarterbacks, I think he's absolutely, you know, in that range, correct? Yeah. And I mean, like just to show you, it it doesn't necessarily guarantee that they get it right. Because a guy like Russell Wilson, who is still in that tier, but is kind of at the tail end of that. Yep. career right he's been through his whole career he's won a super bowl done a lot of different things in his career he's never won an mvp and, and he's had a couple never of, got a of vote never even got yeah, a vote never even got a vote so i mean that just shows you kind of the competition there yeah. and, and what it takes so uh i think is dak eligible to put up the the number you know prerequisite numbers to be qualified to be an mvp absolutely does that mean that he'll win it roll the dice who knows if he's going to do it, I feel like this is the year, right? Like if he can get this Cowboys team to double digit wins and they win the NFC East and maybe they're a top three seed in the NFC, that's when I think you can get some some votes because man, he is going to put up some monster, monster numbers. Uh, if he stays healthy. Uh, Let's take a quick break so I can tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the how did you hear about hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Landon, uh, now let's talk about the backup quarterbacks entering training camp because I think this is the first time in a long time that we don't know necessarily who the QB2 is, right? Like, for the last decade, we've kind of had an idea of how the quarterback depth chart shakes out. I actually don't know. So we should start with a guy that I think both you and I like. Uh, we actually both happened to watch the same game yesterday of this quarterback, and that's Garrett Gilbert, uh, who started one game for the Cowboys last year. He was on the team, I believe it was nine days before he started that game against Pittsburgh. I really like him. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, I you know I kind of had this memory of, of feeling – and I, it's been a while since I watched that game, and and I, and I kind of had that memory of like I still didn't understand exactly why Gilbert got, uh, you know, kind of summarily dismissed as a, as an option for backup quarterback. And and frankly, you know, uh, once once Dalton came back, it was a foregone conclusion that Dalton was the starter, despite the fact that it ne- didn't necessarily feel like it should be a foregone conclusion because Gilbert was able to do things that. I don't know that we saw a lot of Dalton doing, which included escaping the pocket and creating and things that, you know. Well, I think that was part of the pitch, right? That's how the Cowboys were able to get Dalton is, hey, if Dak goes down, you're going to be the starter regardless of how you play. You're going to earn money this way, blah, 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 blah. Well, and I think think if anything, you know, and maybe we need to have a larger conversation about what the plan is at backup quarterback because, look, Cowboys – 
the Cowboys got, I think what we all felt like was a great deal on probably the most qualified backup quarterback that you could possibly get probably. in the NFL, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, this is a guy who, <laughs> whether he's earned it or not, or deserves this or not, is still being talked about as the starter in, in Chicago, despite the fact that they drafted Justin Fields in the first round. Which I, I don't, I don't buy time. that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if that's if that's legit, but I, I would say this is a guy that is still considered by some teams to be a marginal borderline starter, you know? Um, and look what it got us. Not a ton, you know? Now, in fairness to Dalton, again, I'm not an Andy Dalton supporter at all, but absolutely, the offensive line that he played around was pretty atrocious. I I, I, I use that ex- same uh, excuse as well, and, and that's legit, absolutely legit. But at the same time, Garrett Gilbert had that same offensive line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sure, against, I mean, you're not gonna you're my, not gonna get me to say anything bad about Garrett Gilbert. Yeah, so. and, and here's the other thing. And here's the other thing. Gilbert did that against the best pass rush in the NFL at the time. The, at the time, Pittsburgh had the best pass rush in the NFL when the Cowboys faced them. And yep. and still might. Yeah. And on top of that, uh Gilbert did what he did while also having at least, by my count, two or three times when their star, his star wide receivers failed him, including uh, a, a right before half fumble by C.D. Lamb, a an easy completion for a first down to CD, uh, to, to Cooper where he just fell down when there was no one around him. I think yep. he was confused yep. on which way he was turning. You know, So I think Gilbert has at least earned the opportunity to get a look at. I, I think that there is this um, – there's this need, in, in, or at least this kind of conversation that's happening in Cowboys land that the Cowboys need to go out and, and find another guy because that's what you do with backup quarterbacks. It's an important position. Da, da, da. To me, what I think we found out last year is that having you know that much more in in a a proven you know proven to be bad quarterback to be your backup, it's not really providing you that much no. better play. And and really, it should be more about who is a better fit for what your offense is doing as opposed to name recognition at the backup quarterback position. I agree. I I do think, I I wonder if the Cowboys will ultimately decide that paying a veteran backup quarterback isn't the way to go, but they're better off drafting and develop to potentially move that guy. Right. I kind of think that's the way to go anyways, because Man, a lot of these guys, unless your roster is so good, like the Saints have been with Teddy what's, Bridgewater what's, yeah. and Taysom Hill, they do, it doesn't end up mattering too much. Like the perfect example, right? Let's, let's stay with the Steelers. Uh, you know, my favorite team there, Landon. Yeah, of course. They, they had Ben Roethlisberger go down, and their quarterback play was awful. And they spent money. They drafted Mason Rudolph, and it still didn't matter. They still weren't able to win. Uh, you know, they still weren't able to win more than eight games. So I just the Tom we keep coming back to the Tom Moore. I don't have a plan for eft. You know, yeah. it's like I, I, I don't have a plan for that. And if you there isn't one and, and quarterback is such a unique position. Teams are trying to find starting quarterbacks, much yeah. less backup quarterbacks. So. Why are we trying to like you know ham fist a, a name in here if we don't think it works? Garrett Gilbert went in and on nine days and was able to do what he was able to do against the Steelers. That to me deserves a little bit of another look. Here and here's the other thing too is that ultimately one of the things that really kind of doomed Dalton was uh, his inability to do anything inside the pocket. He struggled. Uh, he struggled when the pass rush was at him. He struggled with uh, uh, you know. 
with the people around his feet. He 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 struggled, you know, just kind of well, getting the ball that way. Pressure, whatever he's been which, yeah, which has always been his way. But that's problematic for a backup quarterback, right? Yeah. Like that, you need a guy who, at the very least, if he can't get through his reads, he can create. You know, he can yeah. he can create with his legs. He can get out. He can escape. And not that Garrett Gilbert is, you know, Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> Michael but, Vick, but, yeah. Yeah. yeah, or Vic or whoever. It's but at the same time, like he has a little bit more ability to kind of break free, make I something agree. happen, and 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 make a play. And I think. I would rather have a, a better type of fit than a you know brand name, big name backup quarterback who may not even provide the bang for your buck that you're paying him as your backup quarterback. Let me give you the perfect example, right? If Nick Foles all of a sudden comes available tomorrow in free agency, right? The, the Bears decide to cut him. Honestly, I I wouldn't have interest because he's just he's another player like Dalton where. If there's pressure around him, he can do absolutely nothing to, to buy you time and to create plays. I would rather have my backup quarterback, as you mentioned, be somebody who can run a little bit, right? Because if things break down, give him one read and go, because at least the offense might be able to pick up a few first downs that way. Why am I paying $5 million more dollars a year around to get a guy who needs a perfect situation to yes. be 75% of my starting quarterback? Exactly. And exactly. Like when I could pay that much less money, put a guy who maybe has a like a trait, a, an athletic trait or something that can change the angles for the defense and at least give them something else to think about or at least make them have to study a second quarterback instead of a, a, a very vanilla guy who can mm-hmm. only operate at that high you know level when everything is perfect. Everything is perfect so rarely in the NFL that yes, that should even be a consideration. So I would rather have a guy who's maybe he's going to make mistakes, but he's going to make big plays as well, uh, create out of the chaos as opposed to just fold like a cheap suit. Well, and, and that's the thing is if you have a backup quarterback, you know that you're not going to be able to sustain long drives and you're not yeah. going to be able to score 30 points. What you need that backup quarterback to do is make three or four big plays in a game whether that's with the legs or with a deep ball down the field to just exactly. help you survive a little bit. Yeah. That's why the Cowboys had success with, with Gilbert, right. Is because the, the change in game plan was, okay, let's shift to more of a, a little bit more to the run game. And that we need a guys who can to play off the, the run, uh, run yes. game to make big chunks, to make the plays on the field. Dalton could do that in a perfect pocket if it all looks right. But if, if there's any pressure at all, which, you know, Likely there will be because <laughs> there's a reason that both Dalton and Dak were, were not in the games, you know, because of certain injuries. So it's it's just one of those things where it's it's almost better to have a slightly different guy who maybe can provide some kind of spark than mm-hmm. uh, a guy who's really good at seven on seven football, which almost never happens. Correct. Uh, let's take one more quick break so I can tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action on Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, and NHL. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Also, quickly want to tell you guys about Built Bar, the absolute best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate with amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste absolutely fantastic. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN20 and you'll get 20% off your next box at BuiltBar.com. All right, Landon, let's finish up with the other quarterbacks on the roster. Uh, ben DiNucci, Cooper Rush, which one do you have winning the third quarterback job this year? I mean, I, it's tough because DiNucci is clearly a friend of a friend. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Cooper Rush, I think, is probably the, the Kellen Moore choice, right? Like, I, I feel yes, like I would think so. That's the guy uh, that, you know, you – you need you need in the lo- in the room as as just kind of another uh, voice of someone who understands the offense really well. Uh, I think he's probably well, very well versed. I mean, he's having been in the system for almost as long as Kellen Moore has been uh, the offensive coordinator. Um, so I, I mean, I, I think, think he has been. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the only difference he spent a few weeks with uh, New York when when uh, yep. Garrett was up there, but outside of that, um, yeah, I I think that you know it's. Danucci is the is the coach's favorite. Uh, uh, Rush is probably the offensive coordinator's favorite. Uh, I question whether both of them will be on the the roster. I, I imagine that you know whoever's got the most eligibility in some kind of practice squad would probably be the uh, the more likely of the two candidates. All right, Lane. Is there anybody else on any other rosters that you would be intrigued by? I know I brought up Nick Foles. I, I don't think he gets released, but. Uh, is there is there somebody you would trade for, or are you good just leaning on the guys the Cowboys have right now? I mean, I think the key thing is that you know who's a good fit for what you're doing. I mean, I, I think Aaron Rodgers. It's interesting that they. What'd you say? I said Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, yeah. Let's, let's see if, <laughs> what, what does uh, Green Bay want for Aaron Rodgers? Um, he could be a good backup. Uh, so I think you know. It's tough to say at this point because we, we kind of need to know what the situations are. Uh, but I, I think that, you know, they'll be watching the waiver wires. I mean, it's, it's interesting that they haven't really gone after uh, too many guys. I mean, they, they brought in a couple of guys that kind of kick tires on with Jeff Driscoll and some other folks. But, you know, they haven't really gone fully after assigned anybody, brought anybody in. So I, I think that they kind of want to just get a look at what they've got and then, you know, play the waiver wire, see who gets released and, and go from there. It, it does seem very kind of uh, uh, nibbling around the edges, you know, or at least that they want to get through what they're doing uh, in training camp and then kind of revisit the issue maybe a little bit later. Yeah, that's my prediction is that their probably backup quarterback isn't on the roster yet, whether that's they trade for somebody, whether they wait for somebody to be cut. I mean, there's guys out there that – I think are somewhat intriguing that probably aren't going to make rosters. Like if they wanted to bring in a Brian Hoyer, who's probably going to get cut from the Patriots, they could probably do something like that. If they wanted to bring in a Jeff Driscoll, who's probably going to get cut from the Texans, that makes sense as well. But there's really no urgency to do it now, right? Like you want to give Dak every rep possible and then show, uh, you know, Garrett Gilbert, show us what you got. Ben DiNucci, yeah. show us what you got. I, I just don't think they're in a rush to do anything because they have a healthy quarterback right now. And they've got a rush. They've got a Cooper rush. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I think you know, they're likely to just kind of see if Gilbert can do this. And if he can, they'll take all that extra – all those extra reps he took, all that offseason time he took, and that relatively cheap contract and see if they can roll with that. 
I also think there's other moves in the NFL at quarterback that are going to shift some things oh, yeah. and change the dynamics, right? Like, for instance, let's say Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver, as everybody's predicting, right? Sounds like Teddy Bridgewater would be the backup. Is Green Bay going to want Drew Locke, or is that somebody who just gets traded for like a seventh, sixth round conditional pick? Maybe that's something Dallas is interested in, is trying to get, you know, a project like that. I mean, yeah, we, there's Deshaun Watson could be moved, and let's say he gets moved to. I I don't know, pick an AFC West team or whatever. But it'll uh, it'll move a quarterback off that roster when they correct, do. right? Uh, Raiders, right? Maybe Mariota becomes available or something like yeah. that. So I I think there's going to be a couple more moves and that can potentially impact the Cowboys backup quarterback spot. But also, last thing, they did work out Brett Hundley. From everything we've heard, the Brett Hundley yeah. workout went really well. Again, I just don't think there's an urgency to do it because you don't need a backup quarterback in the middle of June. You need a backup quarterback when we get into the season and your quarterback gets hurt, right? Yeah, and, and you know, again, I like some of the names you mentioned because um, at the very least, they're very style style similar to Dak, and, and some of the names you mentioned are more athletic to folks as well. Mariota uh, is a guy who, you know, has some starting experience. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been – he's had – a lot of inconsistency issues, and that's why he's not a starting quarterback necessarily anymore. Yes. But I still think that he's a guy that can come in and you know move the football if you need him to be need him to for a couple of drives or maybe even a whole game. Uh, Hoyer, another guy, has some experience, yep. but he can also do some things with his legs. Uh, you know, so I think that these are guys that you know you you look at uh, and you see how the fit is. And, and you know, obviously Hunley, Hunley is the, the guy that we talked about originally yep. who has yep. experience in this offense, can, is athletic enough to do something with it. These are the kind of guys that they should be looking at, you know, not necessarily, uh, you know, formerly great stat or formerly good statuesque quarterbacks who stand in the quarterback and stand in the, uh, the yeah, pocket yeah. and hit. So, uh, yeah, Nick I, Foles, I get the yeah, Chad Hennies, like, those type of guys, right? These, so all these guys, you know, I think have been prof- have been starting quarterbacks before. You, you don't feel like they need the the reps to get up to speed to being a backup quarterback for you because you, you don't necessarily hope that they're going to need to play week one. So uh, I, I think, yeah, they, they don't have a problem with slow playing this a little bit to see if they can get the best deal yes. on a quarterback yes. to make it cut late. Again, there's a lot of really interesting guys on the end of rosters right now. I'm, I'm looking at them right now like a Will Greer. I mean, that's somebody, Bryce Perkins, who's on the, who was a really talented quarterback of Virginia on the Rams roster. Would not be surprised at all if the Cowboys end up poaching one of those guys as we get into late August, early September. Uh, yeah. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll continue to do these positional previews all the way up until training camp, so make sure you guys are tuning in for that. Uh, you can follow co-host Landon McCool on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. Uh, Follow us on YouTube. We'll see you guys next time.